Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Do the show, bitch. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and me, it doesn't scream athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat some of this. With Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Stephen Woods. <laughs> that was incredible. And Paul Rindo. All right. Get ready, tier ones. Oh. It's Ben and Woods. Finally the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio. On 97.3 The Fan. Good morning, everybody. Do the show, bitch. Yeah, Appreciate you guys tuning in. Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. A lot of people. A lot of people listening, a lot of people watching right now. Uh, so we very much appreciate that. I love that when you hear Padres news, this is the place that you come uh, because you know that's what we're going to spend the entire morning talking about. I I heard there were some NFL games yesterday. I uh, was really unaware uh, once this news broke down. Couldn't even watch the uh, the the game last night. It was really. a pretty good game. But, I didn't yeah. didn't really care uh, at all because this is where you come to talk Padres. Uh, here on Ben and Woods. I know people are standing by on hold. We are halfway home on a Monday. Been a, an interesting Monday, to be sure. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul. It's Ben Higgins, Friendly Neighborhood Sports Anchor. Let's get to some of those calls, man. See what uh, people are feeling out there. All right. Uh, lines are full right now. Let's start at the top of our board. Will, you are next up, kicking off hour number three of Ben and Woods here on 97.3 The Fan. Hey, Will. Hey, guys. Morning. How are you guys doing? Good, buddy. What's up, Will? Hey, um, you know, I'm enjoying all the uh, playoff games, too, even though my Padres aren't there. Yeah. I have to say this is one of my uh, m- most enjoyable, especially when you see uh, the success Bochy's had this year. Isn't it fun, though, to, like, it sucks when your team's not in it, but let's be honest with each other. It's also kind of fun. You can just talk <laughs> crap about other teams and how bad they are and just enjoy the It's not as stressful. No, it's definitely not as stressful. It's no stress at all. I mean, it is for me and Paul because we put some money on it. But <laughs> other than that... You know, you just get to watch and, you know, talk crap about uh, the other teams. Yeah, yeah. It's actually it's a fun game to watch, and, you know, you don't get so emotionally involved. Exactly. Although those games have been pretty emotionally charged. I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I read that I read that report, too, or one of the reports. I know there's a lot of them. And, and the story that I read said that the Giants requested permission to interview Bob Melvin. My question is, is has he requested a permission to interview because if he does do the interview then i would be convinced that he wants out yeah. but if he doesn't do the interview it means he really wants to stay and what does it really say about aj preller and this organization and their position with him because um most of the people i talk to want to keep him in place for next year and this is th- this is not what um not, not that well. Anybody wants to hear. I think so. Um, that's my question to you: Is did Bob Melvin request 
that yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll field this one. It's um, it's a little bit of semantics. Obviously, officially, if you want to talk to someone who is employed by another organization under contract, you officially have to go through Major League Baseball channels and ask permission to talk to that person. However, the first thing that the Padres would then do is, if they were inclined, would ask Bob, are you even interested in talking to them? If he said no, then it's, you know, Bob would say, no, say no, I'm not interested. And then it would just be over and you would never hear anything about it. Like Will Venable just did in Texas right. about the Mets job. So Bob obviously said, yes, I would like to interview with the, with the Giants, or otherwise they simply would have denied permission. You will never see a scenario where a team would grant permission for their manager to interview, but then the manager would go, I'm not interested in that job. It would never get to that level. It would probably never even be reported publicly and through back channels. The Giants would have learned that Bob doesn't have any interest in our job, so they wouldn't have bothered asking and you know risked being turned down and looking foolish for even pursuing someone who wasn't on the radar. So in my mind, Will... It's an absolute 100% sign that, that Bob Melvin is interested. And, you know, as I said earlier, why wouldn't he be? The Padres are not offering him a contract extension. I don't know that they should after that season they just came off of. And the Giants, almost certainly, if they hire Bob, won't do so for a one year deal. They will give him probably a three year, maybe a three year option sort of deal. Not going to take a pay cut, I would think. He's already making $4 million a year here. So figure. Four to five million. I mean, he could get a fifteen to twenty million dollar contract with the San Francisco Giants, or play out one year with the Padres with no guarantee. You even make it past May or June if things don't go well. It's kind of a no brainer if you're a baseball person. What the better situation for Bob Melvin would be? So yes, Bob Melvin is definitely interested in the Giants job. He's also a Bay Area guy, and they they love him up there and. More, more than we do down here. That's that's for sure. He's well, got he's, he's got more credibility up there than he's been able to build in two years down here. I mean, he's a Bay Area guy, but he lives in Arizona, and he's the manager of the San Diego Padres with a really, really talented roster, whom he took to the NLCS. What in the world happened from then to now to make it so bad that he's interested <laughs> in interviewing for the Giants? Now, this part um, in in Dennis Lynn's latest piece says this. Now the optics are unfavorable again. The Padres are likely nearing a mutual parting of ways with our most decorated manager in decades. It is fair to question whether another well-regarded manager could coexist with Preller, but another firing would make everything look even worse. That's why they didn't fire him with a year left in his deal. Keeping a front-facing employee who appears interested in leaving might only exacerbate the problem by overstating his desire earlier this month to continue working with Melvin. Preller essentially put the ball in the court of the manager and the Giants, and that's exactly what I said. And for all the people now that are saying, well, F Bob if he doesn't want to be here. Just wanted to bring that up. That's exactly what that's that narrative exactly, is going around already. That's like, exactly what you want. If you're AJ Pell, that's exactly what you yeah. want people to think. Oh, if Bob doesn't want to be here, if he wants if he'd rather go to a division rival and right. stab us in the back, that's, than that's screw him. That's I mean, played perfectly. Perfect. It's Bob Melvin doesn't owe the Padres anything. He doesn't a, have to go to an American League team or right. an NL East team. It's 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 the it's the the that's that's the the master at work right there, getting you to now feel against Bob Melvin when in fact again you hired the guy that's now not happy after an NLCS appearance a high payroll you hired him that's your decision you made that decision so don't hire people that don't want to be here it still falls on AJ Preller whether or not you know 
Bob wants to go or doesn't want to it's go. It's not like he was underpaid here. I mean, let's let's say for let's say for 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 argument's sake, let's play this out. Let's say there wasn't a huge rift, anything that they couldn't handle. Right? There was just a just a, a healthy, as they said, both of them, a healthy conversation, five times a day, healthy conversation, just for argument's sake. What happened then? Why didn't you want to be here? So now if we talk to A.J. Preller, you know, we have to ask A.J. The Pre- AJ Preller the question, but wait, what happened? You said he was excited. Is he not? Did he not get excited? What's more exciting about the San Francisco well, I, job? I mean, I'd, I'd play it. I'd play it the way that I just said. You know, despite our mutual respect, we weren't prepared to offer Bob a contract extension after an eighty-two and eighty season. But you're now con- so let's you be AJ and I'll yeah. be me. But you let him go to a division rival. Why weren't you? They were. What you hired him? Why didn't you feel comfortable? He took you to NLCS. By the way, AJ, in your tenure, he's the only manager that's had winning seasons. Two of them. Back I, to I'm back. not saying that the, the logic doesn't fall apart two. at some point. I agree with you that they're, they're clearly you can't spin it the way they want to spin it. But here's how I try. We, we weren't going to offer Bob a contract extension at this point. The Giants were willing to give him many years. And out of the respect for Bob Melvin, who we stole away from the Oakland A's in very similar circumstances, we didn't feel like it was the right thing to do to tie him down for one season when he could get some more security for himself and so his future with a different organization. It's not similar. But that's how I spin it if I'm, if I'm the Padres. Hey, Oakland said, hey, Bob, we're moving to Vegas. Yeah. The fans are going to hate us. Yeah. We're slashing you deserve payroll, better. even for Oakland standards. You deserve to go to a better situation. Yeah. That's not what's happening here. No, it's not. It's not. Um, it just the, the bummer for me is there was a way forward. I said it. You know, yeah, it, it, you had to get in a room together, and it's just very clear that there was nothing below surface level of yeah I can I can do it if you can I mean there was no work done on that relationship to repair and there was no quarter given nobody said you know what I did I I I blew I I blew it I think they need therapy that's a two way that's a two way yeah. between both of them yeah that's not on AJ alone yeah that's and, on both and, of them and we know and we all know AJ Preller well enough that I'm sure he's not easy to work with sure but did Bob ever think I should put in the effort to try, or did he just come in thinking, "Hey, I got players. It's fine. It, I'll make Let me, it'll 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 work out. I'll just do my thing." Yeah, and never even gave it an effort. I don't I don't know what the the true story is behind the scenes. Let's go to the phones again. Tim in Oceanside, you're next up with Ben and Woods here on ninety seven three The Fan. Hello, Tim. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, morning, gentlemen. Um, let me give a little spin on this. We failed because who's one constant thing in the organization through all our failures. It's Preller. Why are we getting rid of the manager? I mean, if you have an illness and it's in your brain and it goes to your stomach, then it goes to your foot, the problem's not the person's body, it's the illness. So cancer is, well, I don't want to use the word cancer because I have a family member about to pass, but that just came to my head because of that. Um, But but the problem, the one consistent problem is Preller. Nobody can work with the guy. And putting a GM in there, like someone said earlier, and making him president wouldn't work. I mean, I, I own business, so I own my own business. So you can't take a problem and move it to another area and think it's going to get better. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the, the 
you'd have to be able to acquiesce a little bit and say, no, no, that's your, which again, I, it, that's the hardest part for me to wrap my head around always is don't you want being the president of baseball operations, is a pretty cool job. Don't you want an extra level of insulation around you? Don't you? Wouldn't a normal person think to themselves, yeah, oh, I, I let Ben, hey, I let Ben, I gave Ben enough rope, as the, the, the fairly crass saying goes. And Ben made these decisions. Ben made these decisions alone. He is my general manager, and uh, we didn't get the job done. Ben, thank you for your service. I'm out. On to the next one. On to the next one. And that's what he's done, but he's done it with managers without that level of insulation around him. It, it's the old argument for me, an umpire not wanting the automatic strike zone. You're the dumbest home plate umpire in the world if you don't want that off your plate. You're like That makes your job in life easier at the extra level. It's why the mafia, Ben, they have insulation between the head guy, the boss, and the guys under him. It's a, it's a hierarchy. But when one guy's like, no, 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 I'm going to do all this. I'm going to collect all the money. I'm going to kill all the people. No, you have people under you. They take the fall. You don't take the fall. But you have to be able to give responsibility and delegate. And that's just not something that's been able to, to go down. All right. Uh, we're going to take another quick timeout. The phone lines are still open. 833-288-0973, the fan. So we were talking earlier about if they hire Mike Schilt as manager, what we should name the weekly segment we'll do with Mike Schilt. Holy Schilt. I the best suggestion just came in on the chat. That's brilliant. I think we need to we need to reveal the new name of our Mike Schilt segment that doesn't even exist yet. Uh when we come back with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, check traffic. Be back with more here on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You had to name an odds-on favorite as to who would be the manager of the Padres opening day 2024 now. Who would be the one guy? Now, I don't, I don't know, mean that... Yeah, I'm saying, your odds on favorite could be like the 20% guy. Like Bob Melvin, I've got maybe less than 5% confidence oh, yeah, he'll be zero. the manager. I'd say zero. You say zero. If I had to give it a one, yeah, I guess. I mean, if you got to give it something, I'd I mean, say he's one. the current manager of the Padres until right. he's not. So right. I can't give it a total zero until he's gone. Sure. But I think it's very low, the odds that he'd be the manager. Um, I think I, there's a ton of guys outside the organization that are all, you know, one to two percenters out there. But the top two have to be the the main two guys from inside the organization who have been talked up, Flaherty or Schilt. Uh, my gut, my gut tells me Schilt. I would say that Schilt would be at least you know twenty five to thirty percent as yep. the plurality favorite, just because of the experience, experience. that he has. Yeah, the experience, the 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 cachet of having done it before. You know, Ryan Flaherty, and I think this is not uncommon, um, Ryan Flaherty is kind of one of the guys, right? Like, he's kind of one of the guys, and I don't know, if it were me at least, I don't know that I want that guy. I want a little bit more, uh, as I just talked about insulation, I would want a little bit more of, I don't know that I want one of the guys being the manager. I, I just don't. Like, I think the experience, obviously, that Schilt has is, is bodes well for him. It makes me feel more comfortable as a fan. It does. It makes me feel instantly more comfortable than, hey, let's just get all their buddy in there to be the manager. They, and that's, you know, I've seen, we've been down there enough to see the interactions between those guys. And that's not a knock on Flaherty. He could be a great manager. I just think he would be a, a better look in another organization. I know this is going to sound a little bit crazy, but I truly believe this. And I don't think I've, I've ever even said it on the air. But I do believe that Jace Tingler could have grown into a, a good manager. You know, given a couple, if, if he hadn't had the collapse and really the necessity to make a change. Why do you say that? I feel like he had, I, I liked his attitude overall. Uh, Very you know, positive guy. He was a positive guy. I felt like, you know, he made some missteps and lost the, the locker room because they didn't have confidence in a, in a younger manager. And I worry that Orion Flaherty would also have yeah. the same problem. You know, there's going to be in this division especially, there's going to be some tough moments that you've got to fight through. Is Ryan Flaherty the guy that Manny Machado and Xander Bogarts and Fernando Tatis Jr. and hopefully Juan Soto are they going to fight through it for Ryan Flaherty? Cuz I thought Bob Melvin is someone that they'd they'd have a hard time giving up on a guy like Bob Melvin with the reputation that he had. And they showed yet last year as bad as things got, they did not they did not pack it up at the end of the season. In fact, they ended up playing their best baseball at the end. Would that have been the case under Ryan Flaherty? I think Mike Schilt is someone who has at least enough experience and 
gravitas that, you know, it might be tough to give up on a guy like Mike Schilt as well. How much do we know about Mike Schilt? We never, I don't think we ever really talked to him. No. No, we have three of us. No, but like, he's it old just school. feels. It feels like Bob Melvin. It's going to be Light. the same thing. Bob yeah. Melvin, Light. He, he's old school for sure. He um, is. You know, but it brought up the the tease. We were already speculating. What would we call a segment with the puns available <laughs> with a name like Schilt if we had a, a weekly with Mike Schilt? And uh, you you said you suggested talking Schilt. Yeah, talking Schilt. And I said. Um, what was mine again? I forgot Shooting mine. The Shooting the Shilt. But Ray Darko suggested this, and because we're, of course, 97.3 The Fan, makes perfect sense. Shilt hits the fan. Shilt hits would the be fan. The perfect But who wants segment. to? What if he's won seven games in a row? Shilt's not hitting the fan. <laughs> no, well, I mean, Shilt. Oh, the Shilt fan. He's hitting the, the fan. fan. We're the fan. We're the fan. Shilt hits the fan oh, every I like week. That. I like that That's a lot. why it's so clever. Yeah, there's a lot we could do with Mike Shilt. There is. But I don't think you really want to hire a manager simply based <laughs> on the punnability of his last name. No. It's got to be low on your list of priorities. Now, here's another, here's another take you're going to hate. AJ has gotten better at hiring managers. I would say oh that God, Tinkler was better than Green. Melvin was better than Tinkler. Right now for the love can of, he, I can't believe you said that. Can he take another radio. step up on oh his fourth God. managerial hiring? Uh, yeah, you, fourth time's a charm bit. Well, you get better each time. You learn uh, some of the things you shouldn't do the first three times. Did you eat edibles I'm, earlier? I'm not, I'm, is it not true? Is it true or is it not true? I've liked every manager a little bit more than the previous one that AJ Preller has hired. You shouldn't have to hire that many managers. I, I get it. You. But you are moving in the right direction. I cannot believe you. All right, let's go back out to the phones. We I got, cannot uh, believe you right now. Ed in San Diego is next I'm up. I'm, like, actually upset. Ed, welcome to 97.3 The Fan. Hey, turn down your radio, Ed, because yeah. you're on the air and Ed, we're on you're the live, delay. buddy. Wow, we're on a long delay with Ed's radio. Edward? <laughs> Ed, we'll come back to you later. Let's go to Lucas. We're hearing Ben's awful take you are twice. Makes <laughs> it way worse. <laughs> Lucas, welcome to Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, buddy. Good. There's so much to talk about. Postseason's been great. Um, you know, with the whole the whole Melvin thing, it's like I, I love the dude. I wish he would stay. I don't think it's the fact that you're losing Melvin because I think there's some other managers that could bring something else. Sure. That you could, you know, yeah, he's that not the, out there that we don't, that not, we don't know yet. That it's not the end all be all. You're right. Yeah. But I think it's just, for me, it's almost just like depressing. Like, Oh, nothing's going to change. Is it? You know, I think it's uh, kind of just depressing. It's like, Oh man, same old thing. This is our window and we're getting rid of one of the rocks. You yeah, know, it's and, back uh, in the uh, you're back in the torture chamber of a chaotic type scene, and really the only constant um, has been chaos. And and by chaos, I mean massively high turnover of coaches. Massively, I mean, and and listen, coaches come in and they they use places as springboards to other places and better gigs. That's not uncommon, but the amount here has been uncommon as it pertains to baseball. And you don't get the same steady voice. You don't get the same uh, general principles every year. The players that come in are looking around going, this is a new coaching staff. Here's a new pitching coach. Here's a new hitting coach. Here's an offensive coordinator that's new. Here's a new manager. You know, Manny, again, this will be his fourth manager. And he signed, you know, he's been here five years. So that's weird to me. Is that right? His first manager was Green? 
First manager was Andy Green. Absolutely. He was here in that uh, 2018 season. Yep. With Andy Green, yeah, and then Andy Green so this, got this will be number four fired uh, after 2019, and then they hired Jay Stingler for 2020 and 2021, and then Bob Melvin for 2022 so and 2023. I, I know exactly how that that caller was feeling. It's just this kind of wave of like, oh my god, again, nothing changes if nothing changes. Well, so I, given, that's, but that's been the only constant here. I, I do think, and one of the reasons why I wanted to keep Bob Melvin was I didn't want to see a ton of turnover again. I don't. They don't need another adjustment period to a new staff. I hope they can keep you know some of the same pieces in place. That's why an in-house option does make some sense. If you can uh, keep you know uh, a Ruben Niebla as pitching coach and some of the other guys, so you don't show up at spring training and have to readjust to everything. We didn't do a great job adjusting last year to new rules right away. We didn't do a great job adjusting to a weird spring training with the World Baseball Classic, uh, to a lockout. It would be nice to have a spring training that wasn't about getting to know new guys and adjusting, but it it seems like there's going to at least be some of that. Now, if you hire a, a Mike Schilt or a Ryan Flaherty, probably at a minimum. I mean, every team has some turnover and change from one season to the next. Everyone deals with that. That would keep it probably to the lower ends of what kind of adjustments you'd have to make going into next season. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I mean, and that's at least at least you get with one of those guys. At least you do get at a bare minimum the familiarity. Um, but I, I stand by that point of like, if it's Mike Schilt, great. And here's the thing, man. This is and, and Pottery fans, and I'm, I'm I'm not speaking for you. I'm speaking for me. Whoever it is, and it will be somebody new. Whoever it is, we have to give them a fair shake. Period. You have to. I, I said it earlier. You, this is what the bowl. That why wouldn't give you? Them. You have to. You got to give them a fair shake. Why? Why? And I'm why not gonna, wouldn't you give any manager of your team an sure. opportunity to show his uh, stuff? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it's the comparison. What's the the the, the saying about comparison? Uh, it's death. You can't. You're not. Whoever it is, is comparison not, is death. Yeah. That well-known saying. No, it I is. Don't it, think that's it, a is. Saying, it is. It is a saying. Comparison is the cousin of death, or something like that. If you if you continuously compare well you're not as good as this guy you're not as good as this guy you're not as good as this guy um it's the you know the grass isn't always greener on well, the that, other that, side, that but, works yeah, too that's that's a comparison saying that but people like to use comparison is the death of joy the death ah. of, no that's not yeah. it All right. maybe it is comparison is the thief of joy mark twain mark twain yeah well listen english it's, major um, yeah a little mark twain in the back of your head and that's true like if 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 ryan flaherty comes in we have to give him a shot. You got to give him a shot. You got to see how he does. And and but you know you also have to be fair in saying it's going to suck because that's when you as a fan you're irrational sometimes and you well I mean this wouldn't happen if Bomel was here. You know what I mean? That's the that's the bummer of it all. So um, I like mine better. Comparison is death. I think it's <laughs> it's more succinct than Mark Twain. Have we seen a like a really who's the last really young manager who's come in and had a lot of success in baseball? Because I'm looking at the managers who are currently still managing this Skip year. Schumacher? Skip Schumacher? Skip. Skip, yeah, I mean, you know. But in terms of, like, World Series titles, is anyone come in as a 39 to 43-year-old and won a World Series title at that young age recently? Because the managers right now, Dusty Baker, Bruce Bochy, Tori Lovello, and, and Rob Thompson, none of those guys are young. Or I he's mean, not super old. Snitker, I mean, he's not. He's Bucky just, Harris, Ben. Bucky Harris, yeah, twenty-seven years old. He led the uh, the Senators <laughs> to a nineteen twenty-four <laughs> World Fantastic. Series title. I mean, twenty-seven. Even, even Dave hasn't Mar- even been hundred years. Even yet. Dave Martinez, when he won it with the Nationals, 
He was a younger manager, but he was in his 50s. <laughs> I mean, he's 59 right now. Not, it's not exactly a proven strategy to go with a young player. Now, you know, David Ross, there's been some, you know, recent players who have jumped in, Gabe Kapler, that have had some success, but in terms of... A.J. Hinch won a World Series. Okay, he was a younger younger manager, but for the most part, it's been those veteran guys who've been taking their team the deepest. Now, there's more of them out there, so it's it's also you got to take that into consideration, but... I don't know. I'm still I still lean Schilt over Flaherty in the in-house option. Yeah, I, I think I do too. I think I do too. But man, this is uh, not a fun one uh, for sure. All right, every line is blinking. Eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. We'll come back. Continue our Padres discussion. We've talked about some of the contenders out there. We want to know. Hey, you got a name? Don't just say Ozzy Gann, please. But if you've got a name that you think is a legitimate. Guy who could take over this job. We want to hear it. Give us a call. We'll be back with more well, Ben Woods. We'll next. hear your calls after our conversation oh, that's with right. Jordan Schuster. Uh, we've that's already got because it's 30. Monday, He's and that's gone. what we do. That guy is so 30 fast. every single Monday. He's at the 19th hole right now. No, I is. just feel like it's gone so fast. Like, how could we have already gone through two and a half hours this morning? All right, Jordan Schusterman will have some thoughts on this. Then back to your calls on 97.3 The Fan. Here, the NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Talking about it helps. I feel better than I did. I was stewing yesterday. I feel a little bit better having you guys here, having Jordan Schusterman from Cespedes Family Barbecue to come on. Talking about it helps. That's what we do for yeah. four hours every day. It's we a, talk about it's it. A good, it's a good therapeutic thing. And the thing. tier ones are all part of the conversation. Whether you call or join the chat or not. We, we know you're listening. Yeah. We know you're part of this conversation as well, and we appreciate it. Uh, we got Jordan standing by from Cespedes Family Barbecue. It's a grand old Monday. I threw my hat on because, hey, who doesn't love grand old barbecue? I do. Uh, Jordan's going to join us right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. All right, so uh, Jake Mintz, who would uh, your, normally be in this segment this week, is traveling, you said, Pauly. So uh, Jordan yes. Schusterman is going to join us back-to-back weeks here on 97.3 The Fan. And Jordan, would it surprise you to learn we've spent 95% of our first two and a half hours <laughs> talking about the uh, the news that broke yesterday that the Padres are giving Bob Melvin permission to interview for the San Francisco Giants managerial job. And we're pretty much assuming that means he's going to be the next manager of the San Francisco Giants, and we're going to need to hire someone here in San Diego. Good do morning. You, do you want the job? 
Oh, good morning, guys. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I remember we, we talked about how we had that, that grand, that big graphic that they put out, you know, on the Padres social that basically said nothing. And they were just like, we're good. All is well. We are going to just move forward and continue on as if everything is totally normal. And it all felt that, I mean, to say too good to be true is kind of the wrong way to put it in this context, because we know all the stuff going on behind the scenes here. But I, I can't say I'm shocked that there is another twist to this story. Yeah, I, I definitely wasn't either. I mean, the the signs were kind of popping up along the road, and you look at it and go, okay, yeah, I, I don't know why I was so mad. I, I actually thought that this was going to happen, but I, I found myself yesterday uh, upset. And, you know, man, it... Jordan, and you know this. I mean, you're a fan of the Mariners. They've had Scott Service there a long time. He's a steady hand, you know. But you go into the off season wondering, as a Mariners fan, are we going to spend some cash? Like, are we going to spend some cash to get the job done? We go into the off season going, I have no earthly idea what's going to happen. Uh, you know, Aroldis Chapman could be here and in the rotation because who knows? Weird stuff happens when you cover the San Diego Padres. You just you never never know, and that's. That's kind of been the theme is that it's just chaotic. It's been chaotic. Yeah, and also I think it's a good it's a good point where now, as we know, Padres had a very fun offseason roster wise last off yeah. last winter and it didn't exactly work out. But at the same time you'd still I'd still rather be thinking about that. I think as a fan I, you mentioned Scott Service. Yeah, I mean, he's the now the, it seems weird because it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but he's the fourth longest tenured manager in baseball. Although yeah. I guess now, now second longest tenured because Council, I counsel CBD, and then Terry Francona, of course, is moving on. So, yeah, I haven't had to think about that. The roster is always way more fun to think about and also way more fun to debate. But because the Padres have so much stuff going on with the leadership, what's frustrating here is, is that there's a sequence where the Padres and Bob Melvin kind of agreed to part ways two weeks ago, and then he ends up at the Giants' job. And that doesn't feel good, but it feels better than this, I think. Is that fair to say? Uh, very, 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 very fair. And and the the chaotic nature of it is is tough. But if they had said that two weeks ago before the Giants came asking, then they probably would have had to pay out Bob Melvin's contract. Now they most likely will not have to do that. The Giants can just take that on and give him an extension. So a lot of people are suggesting that A.J. Preller was simply – playing a bit of a Machiavellian game, going, I don't really think we're going to keep Bob Melvin, but I think there's another team that wants him badly enough that I don't have to be the one that pulls the trigger in this case. Exactly. Yeah, which is just the disappointing element of that there is just kind of the language that was used to kind of act like that there wasn't an issue. or like I feel like there could have been lighter language used over the last couple weeks from both ownership and from Preller that would have not led people to believe that everything was fine. I, I don't know. Not to say that everything was okay. It was was great, but there could have been a little bit looser, this you know, talking points. But instead, it was like, yeah, we're, we're good. Like I don't know why people think they're not. <laughs> you know, it's, um, it, if, if you were on the Zoom, it was pretty. It was pretty loose. Woods was never totally convinced. I my yeah. the only thing I think they could have done, Jordan, was just not say anything at all, Yeah, which would have been very well, yeah. odd, but they could have just gone radio silent for a couple of weeks and left us all stewing. That, that goes back to this graphic that they put out for no reason. Like that, like there's, for, for example, look, look at what's going on with the, with the Yankees. Okay. Now I know Yankees fans are not particularly happy, but like they said, we're doing, we're reviewing stuff and we still haven't heard from them, which is frustrating, but also it's like, we're just assuming they're figuring it out and then we're going to find out what happens. Well, that the, the statement say, the yeah. statement was Peter Seidler's optimism. 
He is yeah. a, he is an optimistic yeah. owner who is really does not he does not want to acknowledge the negative side of things. I love I love it about Peter and he thought the best yeah. of people and just said we can make this work. I love I love AJ. I love Bob. Why they can work right. it out? We're going to do this. And that was his optimism right. talking when they released that statement. That's what I believe. Yeah, and reading you know reading some of Dennis Lynn's fantastic reporting uh, over the last twenty four hours. You know, it reminded me of the quote from from Seidler earlier, where he earlier this year, I think it was during the season, where he says, "I'm not afraid to make changes, but I value stability." And so it's like we <laughs> when they put out the graphic when they when they announced the end of the regular season, like we're going to clearly prioritize stability here. But it seemed like there was something that clearly he his optimism could not overcome here. Now, ultimately, as Dennis kind of wrote, maybe this works out in a way that that Preller would like but again does that make the fans we got to think of you guys and, and the fans who listen to the show and who want the Padres to turn it around does the old old, old you know ultimate result here make us feel better about the direction of the team and I don't really know the answer to that yeah I, I definitely don't but I'm willing to give it a shot because as a fan I don't have a choice Jordan I really don't uh <laughs> talking to our pal Jordan Schusterman here on on Ben and Woods this morning on a grand old Monday uh Padres aside playoffs have been Fantastic as of late. Some of the best games you've ever seen. Ben asked me the question, do I think Abreu uh, hit Adelise Garcia on purpose? I do. I, I, I do feel like it was intentional. Um, and, and I know... You know, you know that uh, you never want to put another guy on there. Rangers didn't score there. They could have absolutely scored and, and taken that game out of hand right now using that, that so-called momentum uh, that you get from a, an emotionally charged event like that. They didn't. They didn't. And they allowed the Astros to hang around, and uh, Altuve does what he does in the postseason. Man, that was a remarkable baseball game. Oh, a hundred percent. And but I'm glad you I'm glad you bring that up because right, if you're the Rangers, you know whether you think it's intentional or not, you know. You take your free base runner in that situation and, and make the most of it, and they they weren't able to do that. Of course, they they bounced back in a big way last night, um, including Adolis Garcia, which was very cool. To Incredible. See. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I it, it's disappointing to have any of this settle. Like I, I I'm on the side of I I don't believe it was intentional, but like I, either way, like it's just it sucks that we're now heading towards this maybe being impacted um, by suspension and that. That just does not make me feel good about any of it, to be honest. But we will see uh, how that impacts Game 7 because not just, you know, not having a Abreu, but it sort of instructed how they managed last night's game, too. Maybe they maybe they used Presley in the game last night to keep it closer if they don't want to save him for a Game 7. So there's a lot of, a lot of ways that this is obviously going to impact things, but there's so many ways that this game can go that we might not even be thinking about it at all, and there's versions where that is all we're going to be talking about uh, once the game's over. Talking to Jordan Schusterman from Cespedes Family Barbecue here on a grand old Monday. Uh, we haven't uh, talked a lot about the NLCS, Jordan, but I'm I'm impressed that the Diamondbacks have even gotten it back to Philly and won two games in this series. I still think they are massive underdogs. I mean, even the games they won close, they sque- squeezed them out. You know, feel like Philly at any moment can just bash you over the head uh, with the guys that they have. But uh, do you think that there's any chance that the Diamondbacks can win two on the road in that house of horrors? So I picked Phillies in seven, so I feel pretty okay. good that the D-backs have, have given them this much of a, of a, of a, of a fight. I think that what game five was, was such a reminder of that, of that talent gap, because even when not everything's working for you, you can throw out a Zach Wheeler and, you know, homers from Harper, Schwarber, and Rio Muto. Like, that's a lot of really good baseball players that are only, especially in Harper's case, Harper had done nothing 
in games three and four, he's not going to go quiet for three games in a row. Like that's just not going to happen. And it's not like Zach Allen pitched terribly, but what the Phillies have shown over and over is they will not miss mistakes. And that is enough to win playoff games when your pitching has generally been this good. We saw the Diamondbacks kind of thrive in the chaos and unpredictability of games three and four. But once you get back to kind of the top of the roster, that's really where kind of the talent gap shows out. Now, Again, I, I think if, you, if you're counting out the D-backs entirely, um, that's probably foolish, but I still think that, that what we saw from Noah, not that Merrill Kelly was bad, I just think that what we saw from Noah in the first game, even if he's a little bit worse, I think they're in really good position back home where, of course, they've just been so dominant. So I expect the Phillies to, to kind of take care of it, but um, this, this D-backs team has impressed me in so many ways, and, and there's, there's a lot better for there as, I, as much as you guys probably hate it. Yeah, we do. We hate it very much. Just another <laughs> another uh, hurdle <laughs> to show. I'm talking to Jordan Schusterman from the great Cespedes Family Barbecue here on Ben and Woods this morning. Uh, we've talked earlier, you know, Astros fans are used to this, what's going on right now. The, uh, Bregman has played in, I think, seven game sevens. Uh, he's used to it. A lot of their players are used to it. Um, if you're the Texas Rangers and you're a fan of that team, you're going to be white-knuckling through a game seven anyway. You're really white-knuckling with, it sounds weird to say, Max Scherzer on the hill today. I, I, it's got to be the, the quickest leash of all time for, for Boats today. He's going to really earn his money tonight, Bruce Bochy, if they end up getting this win. Totally, and it's really interesting. We just you know, we just recorded our podcast before I hopped on with you guys, and we talked about Scherzer and kind of how much the, the pressure is on him. And to me, it's interesting because I view it a little bit like I uh, kind of compared it to to the Kershaw situation, where it's like Kershaw's clearly not at his best anymore, and so the upside is greater than the downside. Like to me, and I'm speaking to me personally, Kershaw and Scherzer do not have anything more to prove to me. However, the upside of him actually showing up and dominating for six innings would be one of the great, you know, legendary postseason performances yep. of all time, right? If he struggles, and now you mentioned the quick leash, okay, who you turn to? I know, you know and this I is know. Situ- this is the situation that they're they're in in the first place is the fact that they even feel like he's their best option to start this game or to start game three. And I don't know if he is, but he might be. I think there's a chance he is. And even if he's okay, how, how are we getting the, the rest of those outs? I mean, I, I think... We are going to see Ronald Chapman at some point tonight if the Rangers are winning. I don't know when they want to do that. Like, they stayed away from him last night. I think that was instructive and said a lot about how kind of Josh Sports is maybe left ahead of him in the depth chart. But like, like we just said, like, there's no way. Even a good Scherzer outing is probably not getting you that deep into the game. Right. And so I can't wait to see how. But, but by the way, I would also say, especially if Brian Abreu is out of the mix, I think there's questions about how the Astros get through the game, as good as Christian Javier is going to be. Those other relievers besides Presley have been way shakier. And so I think how they're going to get the 27 outs is also going to be a really interesting oh, challenge for Dusty Baker. I'm telling you, man, I've already given the wife the edict. Just at 2 o'clock, I'm done. I'm out. I don't I don't live here. I'm, I'm like, locked in <laughs> for, like, another eight hours. But I, I'm not mm-hmm. here. If you look for me, I'm not here. I can't wait. As we wrap up, Jordan, before you go, I, I'm going to ask you this because I, I respect your uh, baseball opinions. And as the Padres now are probably looking to hire a new manager and we're seeing what you know Dusty and, and Bruce Bochy are doing in the ALCS, how much do you think a manager impacts a team in baseball? Mm-hmm. Is it a lot? Is it a little? Is it none? I mean, there are wide opinions on this subject in baseball. But also, Jordan, please take into account Manny Machado will now be playing for his fourth manager in five years. So it's different than just how good of a manager is he. It's how many managers can really affect the psyche of of players that have been there. 
A hundred percent. But again, I think that, you know, you guys asking me this question is, is both the most appropriate and the hardest to answer because you just watched Bob Melvin go to the NLCS and then manage a complete catastrophe yeah. in back-to-back years. So with, with, with a lot of respect and, and praise for his – and as we are now seeing, another team wanting to hire him immediately, right? So that's, that tells me something. You know, at some point there's some amount of track record or examples of things where I like to think that you are good at what you do. I think I've said this on the show before. Like in my head, Jake and I always think that there's three good managers and three bad managers and the rest of them are kind of coin flips. Now that's kind of dismissive to the amount of work that it takes to get to that position and what it actually means to go through an entire season like that. So I would say they definitely don't mean nothing. And I think that especially when you get to this time of year, there's clearly versions where managers have more say than, than, than others. And that's another big part of it too. It's so hard to grade them when we don't even know each one, how much control each of them has. That varies for organization, and that makes it super hard to say. So I would say it does matter, and I think that it does matter as much during the regular season as anything because you do ultimately have to get to the postseason. And while it's maybe not the pitching moves you're making in June and July, there clearly is something about the amount of trust that the players have and knowing that everybody is on the same page, sometimes that just means knowing that the manager's boss is on the same page as the manager. And as we know, this year that was clearly an issue. Jordan, appreciate it. Enjoy the World Series coming up. Thank you. Thank you, guys, as always. always Thanks, buddy. Jordan, uh, Jordan Schusterman from Cespedes Family Barbecue on our Grand Ole Monday. I, I do believe that the manager is important, but I've seen both theory. I've seen people say the manager is important in the regular season when, you know, he has to establish some consistency and that long-term managerial strategy. But once he gets to the playoffs, it doesn't matter. Anything can happen. I've seen the opposite. I've seen the manager doesn't really matter in the regular season, but it's in those playoff series, those one or two decisions that really the manager can make a big difference in winning a championship. So which is it? I mean, is it both? Is it neither? That's the confusing part of what a manager really can impact for your team because it they clearly can, but no one really can quantify, totally agree yeah, on what and, what it is and quantify how much they do affect your team's record over the long haul and the short run. Well, I mean, listen, the manager is also as important as the general manager that builds him a team, and it does. You know, there's been a lot of managers that have benefited from great teams. There's been a lot of managers that are probably really good managers, never had a nickel to work with. So I think at the end of the day, the the, the results speak loudest, unfortunately. Bruce Bochy was always a better manager when he had better players and yeah. more talent sure. to work with. As most sure. guys are. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we can talk more uh, Padres, managerial search. Get your thoughts coming up next here on 97.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 